0: Hi there, my name is Miriam, and I'm the host of the Motivational Miriam Talks podcast. By day, I work as a quantitative analyst for a financial institution. For the longest, I've always enjoyed uplifting people, especially when they were down. I decided to create this podcast so that I can inspire and motivate people to live their life to the fullest without any regrets. Every week, I talk about subject that will either teach you something or motivate you to do something. Welcome to my podcast. It is a pleasure to have you here. This is episode 16. Hi guys. How are you guys doing? I am doing well and I'm very happy to be here again for another episode. I decided to leave the best for the end. For those who don't know, this might be the last episode of the season. I'm saying my because in case it gets too long, I might just decide to do a part one and a part two. And on today's episode, we are talking about my journey to Bank of America. I wanted to share my story here because I felt like I had quite an interesting story. I mean, it was difficult, it was hard, you know, the entire journey to getting there, it was not as I expected, and I feel like that's what made it a bit uh, special, but also very interesting to listen to. Last year, I talked about my journey in a post on LinkedIn, and people really got inspired by it, so I really wanted to come here and talk to you more about it. I just wanted to give you more details on how everything happened, and maybe it might help you, you know, to boost you in your job search or to give you the motivation to keep going in your current life right now. So this is the second time I'm actually recording this episode. I did it the first time a few days ago, but I did not like the quality and I just wanted to do it again. (laughs) So hopefully this is the the last one and and I don't have to do it again. So how did everything start? Let's see. So I started grad school in fall 2018, uh, and I was actually changing my career. It's true that for my undergrad, I did mostly accounting internship, so it was not really a career, but I feel like in terms of the field, it was a bit different, you know. Just to give you an idea, I did my bachelor's degree in finance and actuarial science. And I did my master's degree in Quantitative Risk Analysis and Management. So my master's degree was actually more quantitative because it involved coding and also the courses were more technical. So you can already see that there had to be some sort of adjustment because, you know, I had to learn coding. I had to understand things. It it was a bit hard i remember when i started grad school i was already thinking about how to get a full-time job before i graduate i was also thinking about how to get a summer internship because i really didn't want to get myself in the same situation then when i finished my undergrad with no job or no internship i knew how i had struggled to get the internship i didn't even get a full-time offer so i was already thinking about that during my first semester, if anything, I started to draft my strategy on that first semester. And to do that, I had to ask myself questions like, what exactly did I wanna do? uh, Also, in order for me to get a full-time job, what exactly do I have to do before? Essentially, I had to make sure that I was working on something and I was really early in the game. So one thing I knew that I had to do differently was networking, because I understood the power of networking. People always talk about, if you network this out, you you get your job. And I never saw how it happened, but I, I, I knew now that it could happen. So on that first semester, I started to think about what type of organization I had to join. Also, what event I had to attend and also what type of job I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to do something about quantitative finance. I didn't know exactly what, but I had that in my mind. I remember I even talked to people on LinkedIn. I asked them questions. They asked me to do some research about what I wanted to do. And I tried to do that on my own. Now, when the time came for career affairs, this is where everything starts <laughs> so I went to my school career fair but because this year it was different I I realized that you shouldn't only limit yourself to one career fair you know you have to try to see if you can attend other career fairs in addition to Georgia State career fair I went to another one so I heard about this career fair uh, that was organized by a few schools together. And so I went there, <laughs> so I went there. I think on that day I went with 40 resumes and it was a huge career fair. There were so many large corporations there. When I got there, I talked to a few company reps and at some point I stole the Bank of America table and out of curiosity, I approached there and I talked to them about myself they also were telling me about different things you know also about themselves and what they do at the bank on that day the bank was recruiting for intern and full-time for the global risk quantitative program and i was they talked to me about what that program entails but they give me more like a general overview so i didn't really understand the task because it wasn't very specific but i thought to myself well i am doing a master's in uh, quantitative something. This program is also a quantitative internship, so I might be a fit for it. So I took all the information, I took the flyers, and I went home. So the following day, I applied for the role. Listen, when I was applying, I had no pretension. I didn't even think I was going to get anywhere in that process because I, I was like, this is Bank of America we're talking about, you know? And I didn't think I was Bank of America talent. So I, I, I just applied just to apply. So after I applied for the job, I believe a few weeks later I was in class one day and I received an email from the bank. They were asking me to uh, take the on-demand interview. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's basically when company don't want to interview you physically, or you know, like maybe they just wanna save resources. They hire some other company where they, they prepare interviews. So they have like different interview questions. And then they send you the link. And when you log in, it already has all the questions. And after you answer every question, they, you basically record yourself. And then you get sent to the company and that way the hr uh, the hr people can look at those and then be able to access your performance now before you do the on demand the on demand interview you have a chance to be able to practice questions before but yeah so i did that a lot on that day when i was doing my on demand interview honestly i was pissed <laughs> i was pissed because i i thought to myself that I was wasting my time I was like there's no way they're gonna even call me but I just want to do it so that I I can be in peace with myself so I did that on a Sunday and little, little did I know the next day I was in class teaching and I received an email from the bank essentially they were telling me that I made it to the final interview and I made it to the super day so the super day is basically the day where you get to do back, back and back interview with, for managers, and that's like the final run of interviews. So they told me that I was, you know, I, I got invited to go to Charlotte, which is where the company has the headquarters, and I had to get ready to do that. So I was, of course, I was super excited, um, but in the same time, I didn't really know what the job was really, really about. I really tried my best to prepare for the interviews, but it was really difficult because at that time I remember I was just starting my first programming course, which was Python, so there was so much that I didn't know. So I remember that I tried to review certain terms that we did in class. I think there was machine learning and other things, but even those things, I still did not understand how they work, but I I, I tried my best to like, you know, to review them. Also, I went to Glassdoor. If you are in the US, you know that website. Essentially, companies uh, post, well, not companies, but. People who work at, at companies, they usually review the interviews or they review the companies overall. So I went there and then I was able to look for questions that I get asked to people interviewing for my role. And I saw lot lots of questions there. I went on Google, I tried to find the answers. I also try to look for questions for full-time roles that I want. And to be honest with you it it got to a point where i had so many terms to study for i had i had a book note, and i it was full like there were like oh there was over 10 pages of interview questions and uh, terms and it got to a point where i was overwhelmed because there was so much to study and review and in the end i did not get to review everything i did not even get to practice a lot of behavior top questions the day of the interviews came i was nervous i was stressed but i was also excited so i left my hotel room and i walked out to the meeting room or at least the interviewing rooms so i got there and i really tried to bring my authentic self and my confidence and I was honest with the interviewers. When we started the talk, I told them right away that I'm still learning Python. And I there wasn't much that I knew, but I was willing to learn. Because people usually say that you have to prove to the interviewers that you want to learn. So even if you don't have all the skills that they want, just be able to tell them that you are willing to do what it takes for you to, to, to succeed. And that's what I did. So I... I answered the question as, as uh, best as I could. But however, sometimes, even with the best attitude, you might not get a job because there is a foundation that needs to be there. I remember one of the interviewers, she asked me this question. She said, how do you build a model? Like, what, like how do you pick your features? This is, this is a very simple question. You know, if you are a model developer even if you build some models in school, this is a very easy question, I want to say. But when you don't even understand all this model building process and when you haven't seen a lot of that, it's hard to answer. And so I remember I was thinking, oh, you know what? Um, I'm new, so I I don't really know. But I think it's a... I thought of that. I was like, I think it's information value or DDE next. That's what I remembered. I... I didn't you know and she was like oh okay and then she was taking notes because she was really being super quiet and you know okay and she was taking notes <laughs> and then she asked me another question about my internship that i did at Mills and wheels and i didn't p- prepare to answer this specific question i know it was on my resume but i didn't think it was gonna be very relevant to the to the role and that uh, that was also another mistake for my part. So in the end, I remember I asked her a question like I told her like, okay, how do I get started? Like, how do I make sure that I get the experience so that for next time I can answer better to those questions? And she gave me some good advice. She told me to use a uh, Kaggle and other open sources uh, website to get data and to 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 volunteer for let's say non profit businesses. Really try to get my end dirty with the data so that I can get uh some experience, right? Well, I did my best. I had three interviews and then I left Charlotte. I went back to Atlanta. I mean, I came back to Atlanta. And usually when you interview for large corporation like that, like large banks, after a week or two, you should get some sort of phone call, you know. If you if you normally are supposed to get the offer right and for me after two weeks I still haven't heard from the bank even after three weeks and I started to worry because before I even got to the super day I remember after my my on-demand interviews, I prayed to God, I told God, listen, if you knew that this job, it's not for me, if you knew that I am not going to get the job, please don't let me get into the last round of interview because this will be too painful for me. And I really thought that God answered my prayers, right? So I was still trying to believe that it's not over yet. You know, we're not in December yet. So at that time, I remember we were approaching Thanksgiving, right? So at some time, at some point, I tried again to send an email to the HR recruiter. I asked about my status and she didn't respond. And I guess I tried to (laughs) harass her a little bit more. I called her. I was like, hi, I'm calling because I, you know, I want to know how things are going. You know, what's my status here? And then she told me, well right now there's a lot of people that are out of the office and they haven't reached a decision for your application yet so just be patient you know when once we make a decision we'll we'll let you know so she told me to to wait after thanksgiving which i did but that thanksgiving was hard because i remember my friend was even having some sort of gathering at her place and she you know she cooked and everything she invited me over but i didn't go because not only I wasn't okay, I was so sad about this thing because I thought that I would probably not get a job. And second, I I had actually failed an exam. <laughs> yeah, I did. I had to fail a finance exam earlier and I was also using that entire week to study. So every day I was actually studying. I was doing homework, I was just studying, you know. So I didn't want to go. So that's what happened. And so school started again. I was going to school. And then one day I received an email from the HR recruiter and she wanted to invite me to another interview. And she told me that that would be the last one. That's really unusual because when you leave the super day, that's it. They should reach a decision. So I thought maybe they wanted to give me another opportunity to get the job. And I was really excited. I was actually thrilled. I was like, oh, you know what? God hasn't forgotten me. I'm going to get this job. And I was so, so, so happy. And so I practiced for the interview. I review. I reviewed my class uh, notes. I reviewed my resume. And then the day came in. Hmm. So you guys, I thought she was going to ask me question about, you know, let's say, the school i mean the school work that that i've done on programming but that wasn't it that lady asked me some brain teasers and listen those brain teasers if you if you don't prepare for them they can it can be a, a bit hard you know and i remember my question she was asking me she said let's say you have a cube and then your cube is falling so when it falls what is the? I think she said compute the the speed or something or or the area of something, and I was like, huh? That was and this is, this was happening actually on on the phone. I mean, because it, it wasn't a video call; it was just like a phone phone interview. And she said, how do you compute the area of the 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 the, the, the side of the cube that is falling? I was like, huh? So. <laughs> I was, I tried to restate the question, I I asked lots of information, but listen, I knew that I would not be able to answer the question, because I just didn't practice in that way, you know, so I tried, after a few try, I, you know, I competed, I competed some, some, some stuff, I did, and then at some point, I was like, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I'm sorry, I, I don't know, and then, and then she asked me, "Oh, okay. Well, ask her how do you, how would you do that?" And then she explained to me, "Oh, yeah, I do that. I do that." And I was like, "Oh, okay." After that, she was she asked me, "Okay, why are you trying to move from accounting to quant finance? Because since I did uh, my internship in accounting, they thought I was into accounting, right?" So I explained to her, and yeah, but that was pretty much like two questions that she asked me, maybe three at most. And that was it. You guys, after that interview, man, I was in tears because I I think I kinda knew that 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 was over because I didn't answer the question that she asked me. And yeah, so after that time, I realized that maybe it was time for me to start to look for other opportunities just in case. With that in mind, I kept applying for other companies, other roles and thanks to god i was able to get an internship offer now i was looking for a spring internship so that in case bank of america wanted to give me an offer i could easily take it right but this offer was a one-year internship which was good because it would give me a whole year of uh, practice and you know an experience that's really good however I didn't want that because I was so worried that if the bank wanted to give me an offer I could not take it because I would have already committed to another program right so I remember when I went through the interview process of that internship it was at Harvesties furniture it went really fast within a week I got the offer right so at that point I was thinking what do I do do I take the offer or do I not take the offer now after some thinking, I <laughs> realized that I only had one offer, so so the the choice was kind of like already done. So I, of course, I took it. I took the offer and I started my internship at Havertis in January in 2019. So I was working there and one day I received a call from Bank of America. Well, at that point, I I didn't really hope for anything at this point. But I was hoping that I wouldn't, I would not get a job, so that I don't have to decline the offer. So I received a call from the bank, and they told me that, you know, you know, the same talk, you know, hi, you know, we wanted to let you know that we decided to move it in a different direction, you know, all that thing. And I, I thank them for the time, and I was like, okay, thank you. So I was working at Harritis. Now, my. In my strategy, working at Harvard's was more like a stepping stone for me to get into Bank of America because uh, I knew that that job, you know, we talk about the, you know, the opportunities after internship, it was mostly just an internship. So I was hoping to use that internship experience to build my resume and be able to apply for the full time at the bank. Because when I went to the super day, I met two amazing people, one of my big sis and another friend now to me. They literally helped me, you know, gave me so much information when I got, when I got to meet there in Charlotte. And to this day, we we stay in touch. they just, they're just amazing. Like, and they kept telling me that Miriam, it's okay. If you don't get the, the offer this year, you can apply for the full-time role next year. And at that point, like that was, you know, in December, 18 I could not see how that could be possible I was thinking listen if I was not able to get an internship offer do you really think that I would be able to get a full-time like really because in my mind to get the internship that was the easier the easiest option right so if I didn't get that offer you think that I can get the full-time one (laughs) but after some you know some time you know after learning to be okay with god's wills and maybe i was like but maybe god wanted me to go to charlotte to see how the entire process is done so that i could better prepare for the next year and that's what actually happened right and yeah so of course i was just working at harvard uh i work on different projects that internship gave me a lot of autonomy in, in the project because I could just go online and decide that, okay, I want to work on this project and they'll say, yeah, go ahead and do it. And so it really helped me build my skills and then that had helped me to prepare for the full-time interviews. So now how did we go from internship rejection to full-time offer the next year? Well, I truly believe that there are several things that I've done that are determined my success in landing the job offer the following year. And you'll get to know all of them in part two. (laughs) I hope to see you guys in part two where I'll talk to you more about the things that I've done that have helped me get the job and also i would explain to you then the entire story of me getting the full time offer and i mean exactly everything like from the day i apply for the full time job to the day i got the offer i will talk to you about everything that happened you know the interviews the 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 way i felt you know everything i will discuss to you about that in part 2 So I hope to see you guys in part two. If you think this episode might help someone out there, as always, feel free to share it with that person. If you want to rate my podcast, please do so. I would really appreciate it. And uh, as always, you guys, this is my pleasure doing it. I love to share what I know with you. Because if you can help one person, then I would say my mission will be accomplished. So until next week, take off yourself and stay motivated. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.